Welcome to Talk Healthy to Me. I'm your host, Brindley Joyner, and on this podcast, we chat about living healthy, happy, and fulfilling lives. From fitness to relationships to business, we really cover it all. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, happy Monday, and welcome back to Talk Healthy to Me. I'm your host, Brinley Joyner, and today's episode is actually going to be the part two to an episode that released last week. Last week, if you listened to it, we were talking about prioritizing inner peace. So if you missed that one, I definitely recommend going back and listening to that one first because it really is a full talk that was split into two. So you definitely need to listen to the first one before you listen to this. So if you haven't listened to that first one, go ahead and pause this and go back to the first. But if you have listened to the first, all right, we are ready to dive into part two. Before we do, you need a much needed little weekly recap and update on my life because a lot has changed. And I feel like the podcast people, you guys know me so well because I really share a lot more on this little weekly update and stuff at the beginning that I don't necessarily share on my stories or on TikTok or anything else. So I want to keep you guys in the loop. Basically from the last episodes, you've heard me talk about going back to Hawaii. And last year we lived there in the fall time. We were planning this whole year on going back again in the fall. Super excited about it. Had the Airbnb picked out for like seven months or something like that. And as of yesterday morning, we actually just canceled our whole stay. And I'm super bummed and honestly distraught, but it doesn't compare at all to the sadness and the devastation and just what how terrible things are in Hawaii right now for the people of Maui and specifically the town of Lahaina. I'm sure you guys have heard in the news by now, but there was a terrible wildfire that spread with hurricane winds there and wiped out a completely gorgeous and cultural town of Lahaina on Maui. And a lot of people lost their lives. A lot of people lost loved ones. So many people's houses burnt completely down. Cars are gone. Jobs are gone. It is just absolutely terrible and heartbreaking. And that's on the island of Maui. We were going to a different island, Oahu, but they are close. And right now, Maui is just so in need of healing and the people that lost their homes are in need of temporary housing. They're in need of funds and we've donated and tried to help as much as we can from afar. Um, And then we just thought when we heard of it, like it's fine to still go to Oahu. But after listening to a lot of testimonies and listening to locals talking on TikTok and Instagram and everything, I feel so guilty going to any Hawaiian island right now and staying in an Airbnb where honestly, Maui residents that lost their houses, they could be using that Airbnb um, as temporary housing. And I just don't want to contribute to the problem at all at all, or do anything that could disrespect the local people there, especially at a time like this where they're just grieving and need time and healing on the islands. So we've come to the decision to cancel the whole thing and not go anymore and just donate and send love and help and prayers and spread the word from afar as much as we can to help instead of going there. Um, so it is really sad, but what they're facing is way more sad and way more of a big deal than just me being sad for not going to Oahu anymore. So that is our little update. We are not moving anymore and we're staying in Florida. And yeah, also I'm going to link a couple links in the show notes of this episode. If you guys want some reputable sources to donate to. I have a document of all of the families and what they need and kind of their story on this document. And then you can click their GoFundMe links and it goes specifically to that family. So that's a really helpful resource to help out if you have the means to. 
But yeah, so for now we're in Florida. We're just kind of trying to figure out what to do because that was such a huge plan in our life. Like we got all the paperwork to bring Ziggy there, which is a lot to get your dog to Hawaii. And yeah, all of our money, time, and just everything planning into that as well as like a honey swim drop was going to be there. All of this stuff. So we are just kind of trying to figure out what to do now. And I have no idea what that's going to look like. But for now, we're just chilling in Florida and I'm trying to see the good and everything and see that we're actually going to be here for the fall time. And the fall time in Florida is stunning. Um, and we actually haven't been here because the past couple of years we've been in Hawaii for the fall. So that will be fun. Get to hang out with my friends longer, get to save and really work on our businesses and all of that. So I'm trying to redirect all the sadness that comes with, you know, canceling stuff to focusing on the good things and the opportunities here. And I know that when God closes one door, there's so many more that open. So I'm just trying to look for those doors and adjust our lives and our plans in the best way possible. And not to be a negative Nelly, but to be honest, there's just been a lot of little random things this month. Like that Hawaii thing was just one of them, but other things too that have just created a lot of change and chaos and redirection of plans in ways that we obviously weren't planning on. So I feel like it's been kind of a rough month and I'm just like hanging on, just going with whatever at this point and not to be a negative Nelly, but just keeping it real with you guys, because I think a lot of the stuff that I post is like super positive and fun, but just want to be there to say like, don't believe everything you see online because you might see a fun beach picture and think that my life is easy and breezy and perfect, but really I've been very stressed this month. So just want to keep it real on here, but I will say I'm saying all of that to say it was really cool because I had a moment in the middle of my chaos this month of like a bunch of little random disappointments and things going wrong that I thought back to the part one of this episode. And I thought back to, okay, I literally spoke this out on my podcast, you know, last week, um, that when there's chaos in your life and all these things happening, you have an inner peace that you can remember and hold on to and you can tap into that because it's an inner stillness, it's an inner calmness, and it's just knowing that things are going to work out and you are going to be okay. And it was really cool to kind of use my own advice and tap into that inner peace in the midst of just all our plans kind of falling through in one month. So I'm refreshed and excited to dive into the part two now. And I hope that it just goes to show that this podcast is a place where it's almost like a journal. It's where I can like process my thoughts and things I'm learning, but it doesn't mean that I've perfected them by any means. It's things that I need to tell myself that own advice and I need to take my own advice, but I'm also just telling it to anyone else who wants to listen to, but by no means is it me telling you the way to live and saying, I do it perfectly. So prioritizing inner peace part two, let's do it. So last week we talked about what inner peace really is and what it's not and what it looks like and how it can look different for every person. And then we talked about some things that can affect your inner peace. We talked about your environment, um, the different stress outlets you have, your spiritual state, and then the people that you surround yourself with or that you're with on a daily basis or that you let speak into your life. Now we're going to dive into some other points. So the next one that I have is your work slash rest balance. This is a huge factor of your inner peace because I believe in order to have inner peace, you do need to have work and you also do need to have rest. You can't have all work, all hustle, and you also can't have all rest and play. You need to have a good balance of both, right? This one is a hard one for me because 
I do work from home and I kind of control my schedule and I'm able to work as early as I want, as late as I want. And I can be kind of a workaholic sometimes because with doing social media and running brands that are so personal to me and my lifestyle, it's so easy to just incorporate them into every part of my day and work on them nonstop. And you know, that might feel good for a while, but it will catch up with me. And it definitely does. And it always leads me to a period of burnout, of feeling like, what? I was doing so good. I was on track. I was working so hard. And now I literally want to lay on my couch for seven days, eat ice cream and not do anything. And like that definitely won't serve me, my company, my mental health, my physical health. And it also will disrupt my peace. Like even though that would be a full on rest staycation on my couch, I would not have inner peace from doing that. And so I think the goal, no matter what your job is, whatever situation you're in with work, I think the goal is to have a balance to where you don't feel like you come to a place of burnout every month, every couple months or so. So I think there's a couple different ways you can incorporate rest and fun into your work days. So say you're working five, six days a week, maybe. Now, there's one type of rest and one type of fun that's more of a long-term, once-a-week type of thing, and I think a lot of people can relate. Maybe it's a Sunday. That's your day of rest. That's what I like to kind of call my Sunday, and that's what I like to do. I like to have just a Sunday where I'm not checking emails, not replying to people, maybe not even posting, just having an actually restful day and doing things that I know will bring me deep rest, rejuvenation, and yeah, just full-on rest mode. Now, aside from that, I also think that we should have a rest in a fun period every single day. And that's totally up to you and your schedule of how long that is and what it looks like. It could be a game of pickleball. It could be playing with your dog at a park. It could be going for a sunrise swim. Whatever truly brings you rest and rejuvenation, obviously with a working schedule and a busy schedule, you can't do it as long as your like Sunday reset rejuvenation day, but anything from 20 minutes to a couple hours, whatever you can fit in that does bring you joy and fun and makes you feel like a little kid again, but also brings you rejuvenation and rest. I think having just one little thing each day that you can add in. And another thing I'll say, it's so important to learn what truly brings you rest because for some people laying on the couch and watching Netflix might bring them rest, but for some people that might drain them and actually not bring them deep, true, meaningful rest versus the person that needs to read for an hour on the beach. That might be the most peaceful, restful thing to someone, but it might be very draining and take a toll on their brain for the other person. So just pay attention to the activities and things that actually make you feel rejuvenated and calm and peaceful and restful after you do them versus the things that you just see other people doing that you think is labeled as rest. For me, it's anything in nature. Nature just automatically brings me rest. So if it's a long, slow walk in the forest or on the beach, sometimes it's going out and laying in a floaty on the ocean or even in a pool. Anything in like water and nature is the best rest for me. Another little sub point on this work rest balance is I want to ask you, what does your job look like and how much responsibility do you have? Because that can play a huge role in how you experience inner peace. If you are working a job that has just a incredible amount of pressure and responsibility on you in a way that it truly doesn't reflect maybe your paycheck or what you signed up for or what you thought the job was going to be and what your expectations of it were, 
like before signing up, that can be something that really plays a role in you not experiencing a full inner peace all the time because you have so many responsibilities on you. You constantly feel suffocated or like there's this weight on your shoulders, you know? I can say personally, that's something that I've struggled with is like with doing a lot of my own things with having Kaizos and Honey and social media and YouTube and all of these things, I constantly feel a lot of pressure to perform 100% at all of them. And it's exhausting sometimes. I don't want to sit here and complain because I absolutely am so grateful for my job in all of those areas and I love it. But I definitely have to find ways to delegate tasks because I cannot take on all of those tasks by myself and not feel constantly drained and come to burnout. So I think no matter what job you're in, Take inventory of all the responsibilities you have and the tasks and the roles and decide, is this worth like ruining partially my inner peace and being stressed out and feeling all of this pressure all the time? And if it's not worth it, then I would definitely suggest like having the conversation with the boss, like, hey, this responsibility isn't something that I was thinking I was going to have. And I want to look to kind of delegate that responsibility or role to someone else or just doing whatever you got to do to make it make sense to you. Because if you're struggling with a job that just has so much responsibility on your back, it's definitely going to take a toll on that inner peace. And I think that's really up to you to decide if that's worth it. Okay. The next point that I have written down, which I kind of just talked about this, I guess I wasn't supposed to on my notes, but I have written down fun. So we talked about work rest balance and incorporated like a little bit of fun, but I think fun should honestly be its own category. The question, number one question I have here is, are you making time for fun? So do you delegate time where you're like, I just want to do something that literally has no purpose expect except to bring me a fun time and to bring me joy. Because I think that's super important. Why? Because it allows your inner child to come out. And when you are experiencing life with your inner child, that is going to make your inner peace just light up. And that is going to bring you so much joy. Think about the question, when was the last time that I did something that my inner child just came out? And what does that mean? It means like six-year-old you, seven-year-old, like younger you comes out and is just in the moment, laughing, having fun, so fully present in an experience that just honestly feels like you were six or seven years old again. I know one moment recently for me, I was in Malibu and I was taking a little walk on the beach and it brought me back to my childhood because I grew up going to a beach in North Carolina a lot and there were so many shells on the beach. And in Malibu, there were so many shells. And now the the beach I live on in Florida is stunning, but there's never really usually shells. So seeing those shells and bending down to just like pick them up and look for pretty ones. And I was just sitting down there for like 30 minutes picking up shells. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am living in my inner child right now. And it felt so good. And it was such a nostalgic feeling of joy and just being so present in the moment of like staring down at the shells and picking them up. So it's little things like that where you experience kind of just being brought back to your childhood through living in your inner child. I think little moments like that, filling your week with them, anything you can do to get back to that state is going to just really support living with that inner peace. So yeah, think about what your experience is, what experience would bring you back to your inner child and see if you can incorporate that into your week more. I know it's not totally realistic to be brought back to that nostalgia like every single day, but maybe a couple times a week if you can do whatever it is you got to do to get back there. The next point under fun I have is 
Do you prioritize having hobbies? I think hobbies are so overlooked because nowadays it's always like, what's your name? What do you do for work? That's like how you meet people, you know? But what if we ask each other, what's your favorite hobby? Like how much more fun would that be? And what I love about hobbies is hobbies most of the time are just for the sake of joy and fun. Of course, hobbies can turn into jobs as well. And that's great if they do because then you're doing something you love, but they don't have to. They can just be literally doing it for the sake of doing it and having fun while you do it. So this is stuff like, I don't know, pickleball, riding horses, um, painting, drawing, making music, whatever it is that you just can do and get so in the moment and have fun. I think that is so important to have a couple of those in your life and spend time doing them often. So ask yourself, what are your hobbies and how much time do you intentionally set aside to do those hobbies that bring you joy? And if you don't really have a good answer here, don't worry. I'm not calling you out or anything, but I would recommend trying to find a hobby. You can start one today. You can maybe start one that you used to do and love and you want to get back to it or just pick up a full new one. Go take golf lessons, tennis lessons. I don't know. Go horseback riding, whatever you got to do to like try something new and fun that will just kind of get your head out of work and social life and everything and just get it into the moment in a fun activity. Okay. The next point that I have that really does affect your inner peace is finances. This is the point that none of us really want to talk about because it's hard and icky to talk about money sometimes on here. I definitely do not like to talk about it. Talking about money just makes me uncomfy, honestly. Like growing up, I just hated hearing about money. I, yeah, I just don't like it, but it is very important and it does play a huge role in your inner peace because it can be something that stresses you out a lot, or it can be something that helps you feel more free, allows you to do things that you love. It can have a positive or a negative connotation with it, depending on how you grew up and what you were taught with money. But the reason I think this does play such a big role in your inner peace is because if you are stressed financially, that can really just shake your whole world up sometimes. I've definitely been in situations where I didn't know how I was going to pay rent or I didn't know how I was going to you know, live until the next paycheck. And that can be extremely stressful and play a huge toll on your mental health, on your physical body, on your inner peace, on everything. So I think that's the number one question on this little bullet point that I want you to ask yourself. Are you stressed financially right now? And if the answer is yes, don't worry. A lot of people are like a lot of people are stressed financially and money is something that can really grip you and make you feel a little bit powerless if you are stressed financially. My biggest tip here is that knowledge is power. So if there's anything that you don't know about taxes, about accounting, about whatever it is, whatever you're paying for, whatever you're not paying for, YouTube it, go and research, go get that information out there because there's so many courses about saving, investing, how to spend wisely, how to buy an apartment, like so many courses on really anything you need to know about money. And I think a lot of the confidence that I have now financially has actually come from YouTube videos and just learning stuff like that and talking to people that do know a little bit more about investing or saving or whatever. And yeah, the the web is just this limitless bank of information. So definitely recommend going and figuring out whatever is stressing you out and how to resolve it. Another thing too is there's so many apps out there that will track your subscriptions. They'll track the things that maybe you're paying for and you completely forgot you're paying for and just little random things. There's even apps that show like the whole breakdown of your finances each month and it'll tell you how much you spent on food, how much you spent on 
clothing and stuff like that, how much you spent on subscriptions and having one of those apps. I think a lot of them are free actually. Um, I'll try to link some in the show notes if I can find any that I'm talking about, but I know I used to use them and it really gave me a good perspective on what I'm spending, what I'm saving, all of that. And it was really cool to see that breakdown coming from someone who never really took inventory of what I was spending my money on. It was very interesting to see like, no, you actually spent this amount on food this month. And that's a little absurd. So maybe next month, try to save a little bit and not eat out as much. And it was a really helpful tool to like guiding me into like how to use my money wisely. Okay. The next two or the final two points I have here, physical health and then wellness and nutrition. So we'll get into physical health first. Are you an active person? Are you working out regularly? I think being an active person doesn't it doesn't have to mean being in the gym for an hour to two hours every single day, maybe one rest day. It doesn't mean anything crazy or specific. It just means you are moving your body constantly. You are doing things that make your body feel good. You are picking up hobbies, maybe sports, workouts, different types of stuff, and you're just getting outside and getting moving. And I truly think for me and for others that I've spoken to as well, physical activity and exercise and being an active person is something that can absolutely reduce stress in your life and help you to experience that inner peace by reducing so much stress. Also, I've talked about this so much, but it releases those endorphins and boosts your mood and gives you that natural energy too. But there is a flip side to this too. And I think if you're working out too much and putting extra unnecessary stress on your body by working out too much or too hard, that's actually going to disturb your inner peace because anything that's adding stress onto your mind or body is going to disturb that inner peace. So again, this is one of those things that it has to be a healthy balance and it's going to look different for everybody. But I think your mind and your body are so smart. So ask yourself and really take inventory on how you feel on a day-to-day basis. Do you feel energized? Do you feel well-rested? Do you feel just good and excited to do life? Or do you feel low energy, drained, injured all the time, very sore all the time. I think that is a good measure of if you're living in that healthy balance or not. Another huge one for females is, are you doing workouts that support your cycles? And I talked about this in like two, I think it was two or three episodes back. I did a whole episode on cycle syncing. You can definitely go back and listen to that as well. But I think that is one of the most beneficial tools that has enhanced my inner peace. It's also enhanced my energy, my mood, my hormones, like everything. It's just supported me so well once I started cycle syncing. And it can sound like a kind of intimidating word if you have no idea what it is, but basically it's just choosing workouts that support the four different phases of your cycle. So on the the weeks and the days that you have high energy and you're in a good mood and all of that, you're doing those high energy workouts. You're doing strength training, HIIT, cardio, high intensity stuff. And then on the days and weeks that you have um, a drop in hormones and you're feeling low, lethargic, out of energy, those are the days and weeks that you're not pushing yourself like crazy in the gym with weights or high intensity cardio or anything, but you're taking it slow with long walks, yoga, Pilates, low impacts type of stuff. I believe since I started working out that way, my stress levels have gone down so much in the daily, but also in the long term. Like I just feel like a person that is less stressed than before. And that is lovely. And that absolutely enhances my inner peace. And then for our last point, wellness and nutrition, this is a big one because I don't think we think about how much 
what we put into our bodies can actually affect our inner peace. I think we think it affects maybe our body or our skin, but it can actually affect your inner peace as well. And I think one of the biggest questions you can start asking yourself is, are you eating a bunch of inflammatory foods or foods that are highly processed? It is actually crazy how much these foods can affect your mental health and your physical health if they are foods with a bunch of added crap, added chemicals, or things that just don't need to be consumed by humans. These things can affect your mood. They can bring you stress. They can bring inflammation all over your body. They can make you completely irritable and lethargic and just not good. Versus if you're eating whole, natural, real food, that's going to be an anti-inflammatory in your system. And it's going to be something that gives you true sustained energy. You can research and find ways to eat that actually balance your hormones, help with your cortisol levels, help with your energy levels. There's so many ways that you can use food to heal and to support your mind and your body and just anything that you want to do in your life. Also, this can be kind of a sensitive subject. So I do want to put just a small trigger warning on this. If you are um, triggered by talking about macros or counting calories or anything like that, I'm going to talk about that for a second so you can skip through this part. But that's a huge thing that can contribute to stress and disrupt your inner peace too. If you're constantly having to track every single thing and highly stressed about it. And I say that this is a sensitive subject because for some people tracking macros does really help them and help their goals and they have a positive experience with it. But for some people, it can become something that's super controlling and just take away from your life, honestly, and make you feel very stressed around food and around eating. And so I think that's totally um, a person by person case. I find that when I am tracking, I do get a little bit stressed out and honestly just annoyed because if I'm constantly having to count every single number. I'm like, am I even enjoying this? So I know for me that doesn't really work. Um, so I don't do that and I just eat intuitively, but for some people it might, and I'm not trying to like say it's bad or anything by any means. I'm just saying, find what works for you. And if you do feel stressed or like it's something that's controlling your life, maybe try switching to intuitive eating or just making changes so that you're not living in stress all the time around food. Because I promise you food is meant to be enjoyed and it's meant to enhance your life and give you energy and make conversations at the dinner fun. And it's supposed to do all these good things. So if it's something that's adding stress into your life, you want to change something about that because it's supposed to be the opposite. Okay, the next little point I have under wellness and nutrition is are you practicing mindfulness? Mindfulness can have a lot of different meanings. I think mindfulness is simply being aware, mindful, present in the moment of whatever you're doing. Honestly, that's the, that might be a kind of dull explanation, but it really is just being present and being aware of your surroundings, being aware of your feelings, how certain people, how certain things make you feel, what your environment is like and how it's supporting you, and just living life intentionally and making sure that you are doing your best to be present in the day-to-day -day moments. Another huge contributor to inner peace or just enhancing your inner peace is breath work. And it's something that's very new to my routine, but I was introduced to it by my mom a little bit and then Lucas got into it as well. And if you just go, I'm, I'm no expert, so I don't want to speak too much on it yet because I'm just getting into it myself. But if you go research some on um, YouTube or watch some videos, or I think there's even guided breath work on Spotify, stuff like that, you can get more into it. But it's a way of slowing down and being intentional about your breath. And it's truly amazing because it recenters your focus and it grounds you and it 
just really brings you into the present moment. I know I keep saying that and it might sound cheesy, but being in the present moment is the place to be, you guys. But breathwork is just meant to do all those things. And there's so many different practices of breathwork, but I think it's really cool because I don't remember if I said this in part one or not, but I think it's really cool that breathing is an involuntary thing that your body does. Like you're constantly inhaling and exhaling without having to think about it. But if you can slow it down and make it a voluntary thing that your body does and just like count the inhale for four and the exhale for six, like that is something that you're choosing for yourself and you're choosing to slow down and be intentional with your breath. It's also a tool I use when I do find myself in a very frustrating or anxious or sad situation, anything not good vibes, I will just sit there and do that pattern. Inhale for four and then exhale for six and it calms down my nervous system and it allows me to focus on my breath and kind of step out of the situation for a second until I feel fully ready to like wrap my head around what's going on. I think that has been a tool that's really, really helped me and helped me get back to that state of inner peace whenever I feel like I'm kind of losing it. And then another tool on wellness is to be in nature, getting grounding in, getting sunlight in and fresh air, just all the good things. I think grounding, by the way, is being barefoot on the earth. I think it can be with grass, with sand, like in the ocean with water, just any foot to earth contact and it's supposed to just recharge you because there's electrons and everything like in the earth's surface that when you're stepping barefoot you're basically recharging with those electrons i don't know the full science i wish i could give you like the real in-depth um explanation everything this is just what i've heard on podcasts and what i've listened to so if that's something that sparks your interest yeah go listen to that too because the way that experts do describe it is really, really cool, but it's true. It's, it gives you energy, it rejuvenates you and it makes you feel so grounded and so good. And then of course, getting in sunlight too, vitamin D, just getting your eyes in sunlight first thing in the morning. I think that brings you so much like clarity and peace and all the good energy as well. And then just being in nature in general. I say that all the time, but being in nature just does something for you. It's unexplainable and we all feel it when we get out walking in the forest or out on the water on a boat or whatever in the mountains, wherever you are, any type of nature once a day, just for a little bit, at least once a day, um, will bring you back to that state of inner peace. And if you do it consistently, I think it'll instill an inner peace that is just like, you know, part of you. It's just one that's in nature all the time. So those are all the points that I have for this part two. Um, of inner peace. And I hope that they're just little tools and little things that you can think of when you find yourself in stressful situations. You can remember this episode and maybe try some of those to help you. And then also you can do them consistently so that you build that inner peace that you know is there all the time when stressful stuff comes up. And I think it's a good thing to note again, like I was saying at the beginning of the episode, you can have that inner peace in the midst of chaos and stress and hard times. And I think that's what's so important because if you haven't built that foundation of inner peace, when those things rise up, it's going to be very easy for them to knock you down to rock bottom. But if your core, if your rock bottom is inner peace, that's going to be the reservoir that you pull from when you need something, when those circumstances come up. And yeah, I think it's super important to note that inner peace isn't about having a worry-free, stress-free life all the time because life is life and things happen no matter what. You can't control you know, the world around you in life, but it's about being able to handle those things with 
grace, with peace, with serenity, with calmness of spirit. And yeah, just handle them head on like that. Before we go, I want to read you something from an author, Ashley Davis Bush, and it's from her book, The Little Book of Inner Peace. And she was talking about the ocean and how it can be crazy with waves on top and everything. But if you go down a little bit, it can get a lot more peaceful under the surface. So she wrote, the ocean's tide brings the drama when it crashes against the shore, but venture a few meters down and you'll find a tranquil world of creatures moving at their own pace wholly unfazed by the action above. The problem is most of us live sort of on the surface of these waves, where there's a lot of turbulence and wilderness. But again, this deep, calm awareness is actually within each person. And gosh, that really stood out to me. That's going to be something that I let my mind wander back to whenever I am going through turbulence on the top in my life. It's so true that there's always going to be something happening on the shore break, on the surface of the ocean. But It's also true that anytime you go underneath, deep down enough, there is a peaceful place where things are just still and calm. And I think we all have that inside of us. And that is what this episode was all about. So I hope that touches you. I hope this resonates with someone in a time you need it, because I know I definitely need that right now in that season of my life. So I'm speaking to you, but I'm also speaking to myself. And I'm just really grateful to be able to do it here and remind myself and remind you guys of these little truths of life. This week for your weekly challenge, I want you to journal down, write down what does inner peace look like for you? How would you define it? How do you want to define it? And how do you want to live in it? And then I want you to write down three to five things that you think you could either start doing, keep doing, keep doing better, keep doing more consistently that will bring you inner peace. They could be daily, they could be weekly, whatever it is, just write down five things, three to five, that you know you want to do to bring you that inner peace. So thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. I seriously am so grateful for every listener here, every um, review that is left, every DM about it, every reshare on a story, it all means so much. So thank you for all of your love and support as always. And I will see you guys next Monday for another episode. Much love.